chapter number three as the choir goes down. And uh, appreciate that good singing. We're going to preach six hours this morning. Y'all just bring the other crowd in. For you visitors, y'all come on a great day. Hey, praise the Lord. Let me say this while you're getting to your seats and while you're finding your place in your Bible. I sure am thankful for everybody that come out yesterday and uh, participated in the parade and uh, all the walking that was done. Bless your hearts. And uh, in the 80 degree weather, 80 plus degrees, and then uh, throwing all the candy. They, all, they threw all that candy out. And by the time we got downtown, it was melted. All the chocolate was melted in the back of the thing. And uh, we had so much candy. We were in the, apparently we were in a good spot because the back of the Ranger uh, about had all candy in it. And then uh, anyhow, uh, Wyatt, the grandbabies, we had them with us. And uh, man, they had a good time. Uh, but uh, I appreciate uh, those that come and got the uh, hot chocolate and set up the booth down there. Uh, what a blessing to have hot chocolate in 80 something degree weather. And, uh, and uh, anyhow, and, uh, we should have we nixed that idea and went with ice cold water at some point. But anyhow, uh, the hot chocolate was amazing. Y'all did a great job with that. And, uh, and the, uh, the petting uh, zoo. And then uh, we had, I mean, like the shepherds and the wise men that weren't so wise. And all, I mean, it was great. But anyhow, I want to say thank you to everybody that participated in that and made that happen. And uh, you are a blessing to us and a blessing to our community, and I appreciate all of that uh, that you did, all right? Matthew chapter number three, if you're there, say amen. amen. Matthew chapter number three uh, ends uh, with the baptism of Jesus. Uh, we go into Matthew chapter number four, and uh, he goes into the wilderness. He's led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, and he is tempted of Satan, and uh, he comes out of that, ministered to by the angels, and uh, uh, launching uh, his earthly ministry. Uh, but in the beginning of Matthew chapter number three, we're introduced to a character, uh, to somebody in our Bible that we are familiar with. His name is John, and we call him John the Baptist. And uh, many of you uh, uh, are familiar with John the Baptist and by name, if nothing else. Uh, but John the Baptist was what we call the forerunner to Christ. And uh, we'll deal with that here in just a little bit. Uh, but Isaiah prophesied of John all the way back 700, probably 720 something years prior uh, to John's birth, Isaiah, not only did he prophesy of our Savior being born, but he prophesied of John being born uh, and, uh, and, and coming out a voice out of the wilderness. That was way, the way that Isaiah described him 720 some odd years before uh, he was born. And so John uh, was prophesied, his birth was prophesied, and his ministry was prophesied prior to the birth of Christ. So as we go back in Scripture, we can find John the Baptist. But we want to look at him this morning in a different light. We want to look at him this morning and compare John to us. Is everybody all right? Because you and I are a, the, the word forerunner means a herald or a messenger. It's somebody that goes before the one that is important. And declares that he is coming. 
All right, John, I, I, I believe John, uh, and I know I can prove it in Scripture, but John did not understand the sacrificial uh, uh, part of Jesus' life. This is why in the latter part of John's life, before he was beheaded, he questioned whether or not Jesus was the Messiah because his expectations was that Jesus was going to come, he was going to set up his kingdom, he was going to judge the world. We'll see that in our reading this morning. If you're in Matthew chapter number 3, say amen. amen. We'll begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are two different things. The kingdom of heaven is a, is a promise to the Jews. The kingdom of heaven is a millennial reign. The kingdom of God you and I are living in right now. If you're saved, you're a part of the kingdom of God. So you have to understand that when you're dealing with Scripture and when you're reading Scripture and you're interpreting Scripture that the kingdom of God is different from the kingdom of heaven. And so the kingdom of heaven here, John is referencing to his millennial reign. The Bible says here, For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, uh, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle upon his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Now, I think I can handle one of those. And it ain't locusts. Can I get a witness right there, all right? And the Bible says, Then went out to, uh, to him, uh, then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan. And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham." And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly Purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So we understand the last verse here that he's talking about his judgment. And of course we know that Jesus came not to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so when John is preaching here, John is understanding something that's coming in the future and it's still coming. Can I get a witness? Jesus is coming back one day. We remember last week's sermon, the lion and the lamb. He came as a lamb, the first, but he's coming back as a lion of the tribe of Judah, which signifies his sovereignty and his kingdom, his, uh, his kingship uh, over this earth. And so uh, he is coming back and he everything that John prophesied and everything that John said was truth but we want to take a look at John this morning as the front runner and we want to compare John I do just for a few moments to our life and what is 
expected out of you and I. We got to look at, first off, his parents. We got to look back into his life just for a few moments, and I'm going to try to do this quickly. But when we look back at his parents, we see his birth. You see his birth, it was announced by the angel Gabriel. Angel Gabriel came to his father, who, by the way, was a priest, all right? And his father was working in the tabernacle. He was ministering, excuse me, in the temple. His father was working in the temple and ministering in the temple before the altar of incense. And the angel Gabriel came and announced the birth of John, of his son. He said, you will have a son and you will name him John. Now, as we look at his birth and we look at his background, we understand that his parents were very religious. But we also need to understand that his parents were very old. This was not an easy task. His wife, Elizabeth, had been barren for many years. And so this was a surprise to them as much as it was to Mary that she was going to have a child and her being a virgin. And so anyhow, Elizabeth and Zachariah they were told, or Zacharias was told by the angel Gabriel about the birth of this son named John. And he had a purpose. I need somebody to hear me right here. God, before John was ever born, God had a purpose for John's life. And the Bible says that while Elizabeth was pregnant with uh, 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 the child, with John, that Mary came to her and told her that she was with child and Jesus would been would be born and the Bible says that upon uh, Mary telling Elizabeth about Jesus and his birth coming the Bible says that John the babe leaped in the womb of his mother Elizabeth and the Bible tells us that she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now what we do know is it just wasn't her that was filled with the Holy Spirit because the angel Gabriel told Zechariah that John would be filled with the Holy Spirit in the womb. In other words, his bidding God had a purpose for his life. And can I say this to every person that's in here? God has a purpose for your life. You need to hear this now. You need to know this because of God's foreknowledge. He knew that you one day would come to a saving knowledge of Him and He knew that someday you would serve a purpose. And that purpose that He has designed for you, God's will for your life, is to be just like John the Baptist, to be a messenger, to be a herald, to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. John was the forerunner. He was the first. He was the one that came out in the beginning. And you and I can pattern how we uh, operate. You and I can pattern how our life is from the life of John the Baptist. We go back to his parents and we understand that from the womb he had a purpose. And I hope you're getting this this morning. God has a purpose for your life. We're living our life like the only thing we have to look forward to is heaven. But God wants to do something in your life right now if God if he just saved you for heaven we'd be out of here there'd be no need for you to be here if you were only saved so that you could spend eternity in heaven you'd already be gone God has a purpose for your life 
That purpose for your life is to be just like John as far as his message and his mess, what, he, what he heralded. We see his parents, but I want you to notice his passion. I like this. The Bible tells us that his attire, uh, the Bible tells us that he had raiments of camel's hair. I can't imagine that that would feel good. I need somebody to help me right now, right now. Get out. You're mad. I don't know why you're mad. We're going to have church until it's over, but you might as well get over it. Somebody say amen. That he is in camel's hair. I can't imagine it being comfortable. I can't imagine anything about hair from anything else being comfortable. But he's in camel's hair, leather and girdle. The Bible says, the Bible says he had an appetite for locusts. I don't know what was wrong with John. John had to be filled with the Holy Spirit if all he's going to eat was locusts. I need somebody to help me. I'd have killed something. I, I, I'd have killed something. But I, John, he, he had an appetite. The Bible tells us that he ate locusts. And he ate wild honey. Now, I can handle the honey. Oh, I can handle the honey. I love some honey. I, I can handle that. But, but the locusts, I need somebody to help me. Man, I, I, I'm, is everybody all right? Uh, we look at his, we look at his, his what, how do I word it? We look at his attire, what he was wearing. We look at his appetite, what he was eating. We look at his address, where he was living. The Bible says he lived out in the wilderness. I need somebody to help me. I, there ain't nothing appealing about John. John isn't one. I, I need, y'all got, is everybody all right? I'm just thinking that, man, if he come out of the woods, all of us would look at him and say, man, this guy's a nut. Right? But I, is everybody all right? Y'all stay with me now. Because I want you to notice his passion. I, I wrote this down. His archetype. You may not understand what that is, but who he represented. The Bible says all the way back. The Bible goes through, even in prophecy, Michael prophesied that Elijah would come. Who was he talking about? He was talking about John the Baptist. And so his passion, his archetype was Elijah. Elijah was bold. Elijah stood out amongst everybody and Elijah declared the word of God. This is what John did and he didn't care about anything else in his life. I need somebody to listen to me and listen good right now. His passion was to declare that there was one mightier than him, one greater than him that was coming. It wasn't to obtain wealth. It wasn't to have all the nice clothes. It wasn't to eat all the fancy food. It wasn't to have the nicest house and the nicest car. His ministry and what God purposed in his life was that there is something greater than I am. There's something more important than how I live. There's something that somebody else needs more than a car this morning. There's a gift that's under a tree. There's a gift that hung on a tree that they need a lot more than what they're going to get under the tree this year Amen. we live our lives come on help me now don't get quiet on me right here you and I live our lives as if we're the only thing that matter some of you's got a Christmas list this long Amen. is everybody all right is that short some of you got a Christmas list this long that I want this and I want that and I want this and there's people all around you that have Christmas lists that long but they only need a list that's about that long and his name is Jesus and that's the only thing they need for Christmas. 
Oh, I, I know. I messed y'all all up. There's some youngins in here. You mad as fire right now. I wanted, what do they call it? Some switch in Nintendo Switch. Is that what the, everybody was telling me? The kids are smiling over here, so I must have got it right, all right? And this is what they want for Christmas, and this is what they need for Christmas, and this is what everybody, hey, listen to me. I need somebody. Y'all got to hear me right here. John, if you and I are going to pattern our life after John, and we should, we should, because God has given us a purpose, and that person purpose is to be a messenger. That purpose is to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. But we are so wrapped up in ourselves, we are so wrapped up in what we can get, what we can obtain, that we miss out. John didn't care about a Christmas gift. God, John didn't care about a car. Is everybody all right? Y'all get that in a little bit. John didn't care about having the most fancy clothes or eating the best meal. John lived his purpose to make sure that others knew about Jesus what's important in your life this morning I know hey I ain't trying to get you to put your family down I ain't trying to get you to put your spouse down but what's really important in your life I need somebody we need a reset I need is everybody all right we need a reset we need to get out of the mentality that this life is about us and what we can obtain Everything on your Christmas list, look at me. Everything on your Christmas list, if you died the day after Christmas, is going to be left for somebody else. Every present you open on Christmas Day, if you die after Christmas, it's going to be left to somebody else. So what's really important? What's really important? What are we really teaching our kids? What are we really, I ain't wanting you to, hey, buy you young and something. Praise God, my grandbaby done told me I was supposed to buy a, a, a motorcycle. A dirt bike is what he said the other night. I don't even know where. I, I, hey, that's all good and fine. I'd love for him to ride around on a dirt bike at my house. <laughs> yeah, we ain't going to turn him loose in Lake Park on one, but around the house, he'd be fine on one. But listen, that ain't what it's all about. What are you leaving for your kids? What legacy are you leaving for your kids? A gift under the tree? Or the knowledge of the greatest gift that hung on a tree? What's more important to you? What's more important about your family? You gonna go give your mama a gift or you gonna make sure your mama knows about the greatest gift? What's more important? We are living our lives as if Jesus doesn't matter. We're living our lives as if Jesus is not coming again. We look at John's prophecy and we say, oh, that ain't that. He he missed it. He did not miss it. There's coming a time where Jesus will come back and His fan is in hand and He will judge this world. And every family member you got that isn't saved will be judged by this same Jesus that you enjoy and love. Is everybody all right? His parents, His passion, His purpose. I want you to notice His purpose. You and I have this same purpose. That forerunner there, it means a herald or it means a messenger. But hey, first off, he exposed the Messiah. And I don't mean that in a bad way. He identified him. The Bible tells us in John chapter number 1, as Jesus came and John was baptizing, in John chapter number 1, in verse number 29, John looked up and he seen Jesus and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God that cometh to take away the sins of the world. Amen. He identified him. Let me ask you this. Do the people in your life, do the people you work with, do the people that you are friends with, the people that you're acquaintance with, your neighbors, do they know Jesus? If you won't tell them who's supposed to, me? Come on, y'all help me now. Don't get quiet on me. Don't get quiet on me. We get the same preaching every week. 
We get the same preaching every week. We hear the same thing every week. And every week he said, I'm going to tell you, you, you do it all the time. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to let somebody know about Jesus. Amen. Did you? What, hey, look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. What if that person in your life, the only person they'll hear about Jesus from is you? What's the chances of them going to heaven? What, what's the chances of them going to heaven if you, if their salvation depends on you telling them about Jesus? What's their chances of being in heaven? We got to change it. You and I have a purpose, and our purpose isn't for gain. Our purpose ain't to see what all we can accumulate in this life. Because when you and I die, they're going to fight over it. You understand me? I need some, I need some older gen, I need the older generation. Is everybody all right? Amen. When you die, your kids are gonna fight over it. Amen. And when they die, your grandkids are gonna fight over what your kids fought over. Our purpose in life is not to accumulate. Our purpose in life is not to, not to, not to just gather things for this life. He exposed him. He identified who Jesus was. Who, who have you told about Jesus? He exalted the Messiah. He said, there's one mightier than I. I love John because it wasn't about John. John gathered a great, he gathered a following. The Bible tells us right here that people from Jerusalem came. People from Judea came. People from all over came. But John still did not let that affect him. He said, listen, it ain't a... No, I need... Everybody look at me right here. He said, it ain't about me. It's about him. There's one mightier than I. And he's coming. And his shoes, I'm not even worthy to latch it. John never made it about himself. He exposed Jesus. In other words, he identified him. But then he exalted Jesus. He said, he's far better than I am. And ultimately, God allowed John to endorse Jesus. The Bible says here in chapter number 3, and we didn't read it, but Jesus come to John to be baptized. And John said, wait a minute, I should be baptized by you. And Jesus said, no, I need you to baptize. God allowed John's stamp of approval on Jesus' ministry. He baptized Jesus and then God gave his stamp of approval. Because when Jesus come out of the water, God spoke out of heaven and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. The Bible says that Holy Spirit came down like a dove and lighted on Jesus for the purpose of his ministry. We see John's purpose. Is everybody all right? I'm done. Lastly, we see his preaching. We see his preaching. Go ahead, Brother Matt. We see his preaching. I, I, I'm going to make it real simple right here. John preached repentance. John preached urgency. If you go back, you'll remember in like the third, second or third verse, John said that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words... It's sooner than you think. In other words, don't procrastinate. 
In other words, don't think that you got all day. In other words, don't think that you can get it right later. Don't think that you can come to Him whenever you want to. Because the kingdom of heaven is a hand. John understood that, and he understood it to be the Messiah who would rule. He missed the first advent. He was looking for the second. The first advent, he came born in a manger. The second one, he's coming back. He's going to sit on the throne. Is it about right? You and I enjoy the first one. Come on. You and I enjoy the first one. If you're saved in this building, we enjoy the first advent. Thank you, Jesus. The Son of God that took away my sins. The blood of Jesus that was shed. The blood that was greater than any sin that I have. The blood that will cleanse us from all sin. Man, we enjoy that Jesus. But for many, they won't, be me. they won't meet that Jesus. For many, if they don't get saved, they won't meet that Jesus. God has given you and I the purpose. Stay with me. Is everybody with me? I'm fitting to tie it all in. Y'all going to miss it if you got it. Y'all putting Bibles up and stuff. But hey, stay right here. John's preaching was, hey, it's urgent. The time is at hand. It's coming. But John preached repentance. Everybody hear me. Does everybody understand? Repentance. Y'all seen me illustrate it a hundred times. But repentance is not a feeling. It's not feeling bad. I done preached and probably made some of you mad right now because it, it hurt to come face to face with the fact that you prioritize things over Jesus. And there's people in your life that are going to die and go to hell if they don't hear about Jesus from you. That's regret. That's guilt. That's a feeling of sorrow. But that's not repentance. Repentance is not a feeling. Repentance is an action. I need you to hear me. Repentance is not a feeling. Repentance is an action. And he preached that we are to repent. That means we are to change our ways. Stay with everybody. All right. We are to change our ways. So we have identified in many of us today that we're not doing and we're not serving our purpose. Now the message is clear. Repent. Turn away from not doing it. And start performing what God has purposed for your life. There's people that only you can reach. There's people that are going to die and go to hell if you don't tell them about Jesus. Well, preacher, I, 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 I believe different. It don't matter what you believe. I need somebody to hear me. Man, you, we, act like, we act like we matter. God snap His fingers and you won't be here at lunch. You don't, mm, I need somebody to help me and don't take this the wrong way and please don't be offended, but you don't matter. God created us and in a moment God can take us. 
You think you got control. You think this whole life revolves around you and it's on your terms, but I can take you to graveyards of 20-year-olds, 14, 15-year-olds that thought they were in control. 16, 18-year-olds thought they were in control and they had plenty of time and they would get right and do whatever they wanted to. When it come their time, they'd believe what they want to and God had to accept it. I'm sad to say today, if they didn't get saved, they're burning in hell right now. I need somebody to hear me right now. Everybody that dies does not get angels' wings. Everybody that dies does not go to a better place. Everybody that dies is not suffering anymore. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because this is how we comfort ourselves. He's not suffering anymore. Yes, He is. If He doesn't know Christ as His personal Savior, He's suffering now greater than He was here on this earth. He's in a better place. No, He's not. Because if He's not saved, this is the only heaven He will know. He's not in a better place. It's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to wake up. People are dying and going to hell because you and I are not fulfilling our purpose. John teaches us what we're supposed to be. A herald. A messenger. Proclaiming one that's greater than us. Telling others about one that's greater than us. God help us. You to bow your heads with me. All of you need to pray. You know why I know all of you need to pray? Because I need to pray. Stand up here and I preach every Sunday morning, but am I doing my job? I'm doing my job as far as this church is concerned, but am I doing what God has purposed in my life? Oh yeah, I'm telling others about Jesus behind the pulpit, but am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? God help us praying right now get a hold of God right now purpose right now in your heart that you are going to repent change not just feel sorry because you ain't done it but you're going to change we'll get those that are getting the, the baby dedication you can go ahead and get ready let's purpose in our heart right now that we're going to leave out of here and come. it's going to be different not going to be the same. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. God, thanking you for your messenger, John. Lord, I, I, I remember looking up the meaning of the word John. It means Jehovah is a gracious giver. Oh, Lord. What a gift. What grace you bestowed upon us to give us a gift of salvation. To come live a perfect, sinless life. To die vicarious death. To become my substitute. To hang on a tree in my place. To die for my sins. To endure the wrath of God so that I 
could be free. God, I pray this morning we see the urgency of the time. That God, we realize the purpose of our life. And with passion, God, I pray that we do our job in preaching. Be a herald. Tell others this is what Jesus is like. This is what he'll do. This is who he is. To lift him up. Say, God, the only hope for this world is through a risen Savior. Lord, to live our life as an endorsement for Him. Pointing others to Him. Leading others to Him. Carrying others to Him. God, I pray for our church. Pray for the people that are here. Change us, Lord. May we fulfill our purpose in Jesus' name. Amen.